This is Real Estate News with Kathy Fedke. In this Real Estate News Brief for the week ending August 12th of 2023, you'll hear what Fed officials are forecasting for housing inflation, why a New York judge tossed an Airbnb lawsuit, and the top 10 cities for build-to-rent single-family homes. I'm Kathy Fetke, and this is Real Estate News for Investors. We begin with economic news from this past week that features two reports on inflation. The Labor Department reported that the Consumer Price Index, or CPI, was slightly higher in July than it was in June, although the reported figure for both months was 0.2%. The slight increase was enough to bring the yearly rate up a tiny bit, from 3 to 3.2%. But as MarketWatch reports, the fluctuation may not be enough to worry the Fed. The core rate, which eliminates prices for food and fuel, was also up 0.2%, with an annual rate that was down slightly from 4.8 to 4.7%. According to Fed researchers, housing costs account for 90% of the inflation rate. They say that shelter costs were up 0.4%, with a 7.7% year-over-year increase. But that number also represents a slowdown in the cost of housing. In March, the year-over-year rate was 8.2%. Researchers say various market indicators, including house prices and rents, suggest that the housing market has slowed significantly with the rise of interest rates. They added, our baseline forecast suggests that year-over-year shelter inflation will continue to slow through late 2024 and may even turn negative by mid-2024. The producer price index for July also came out this past week and it showed an unexpected increase of 0.3% in July. That's up from 0.1% in June. That brings the annual rate up from a minimal 0.1% in June to 0.8%. The core rate also rose from 0.1% in June to 0.2% in July, for an annual rate of 2.7%. Economists are generally not anticipating another rate increase by the Fed in September, but they also can't rule it out especially when they see inflation reports like this. Fed officials are also taking a wait-and-see stance. San Francisco Fed President Mary Daly is one of them. She said in a TV interview this past week, there's still more work to do, and there's a lot of time between now and September, indicating that incoming data will influence a decision on whether to hike rates another time. Fed officials raised the overnight lending rate a quarter point at their July meeting to a range of 5.25 to 5.5%. The number of people applying for unemployment benefits surged a bit last week. There were 21,000 additional claims for a total of 248,000. But the total number of people collecting benefits was down by 8,000 to 1.6 million. The overall trend has been a decline in claims, showing that the job market is still in good shape, despite the Fed's effort to bring the economy and the job market down a notch or two. Mortgage rates crept higher for a third straight week and are just a hair under 7% for your typical loan. Freddie Mac says the average 30-year fixed-rate mortgage was up 6 basis points to 6.96%. The 15-year was 9 points to 6.34%. And in other news making headlines, a New York judge tossed an Airbnb lawsuit against rules that could reduce the overall number of available rentals. The lawsuit was filed by Airbnb and three New York City hosts to challenge a requirement that listings must be registered or face penalties. That will require a registration fee. Hosts must also be present when the units are being rented. They say the rule will make it nearly impossible to provide short-term rentals in the city's five boroughs. 
and were seeking $85 million in damages. It's also expected to cause problems for landlords with tenants who rent their units illegally. The judge says the rules will probably not be perfect, but will make it possible to enforce a ban on illegal short-term rentals. It isn't just the rank-and-file employees who want to work remotely. A report by Deloitte found that two-thirds of the executives that work in the financial services industry would walk off the job if they had to return to the office full-time. And more than half of them say they're feeling pressured to do exactly that. They also feel they're making a sacrifice to work remotely, with a majority saying that in-office employees are paid more, are chosen more often for promotions, and are given more decision-making power. They also feel they're missing out on networking opportunities. Insider reported that a survey by McKinsey shows that many highly paid executives would be willing to take a 20% pay cut just to continue working from home. The build-to-rent trend is alive and well and very popular in some Sunbelt cities. A real-page report shows that the three metros with the highest number of build-to-rent homes under construction are in Phoenix, Dallas, and Atlanta. It says that those metros account for 25,000 up-and-coming new units, or more than a third of the nation's total number of build-to-rent homes under construction. Other cities on the list include Fort Worth in fourth place, Houston in fifth, and Charlotte, North Carolina in sixth. Seventh on the list is San Antonio, then Austin, Nashville, and only Midwest Metro on the list is Columbus, Ohio in 10th position. Well, that's it for today. If you missed some of our episodes, you can catch up at newsforinvestors.com. And when you're there, remember to hit the subscribe button and leave a review. You can also join Real Wealth for free. And as a member, you'll get access to our investor portal and you can find out how I was able to get a 4.75% interest rate on a duplex that we just bought through our network. You can find that information under the Invest tab. Just click on Jacksonville. I'm Kathy Fetke. Thanks so much for joining me here on Real Estate News for Investors. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to newsforinvestors.com.